Support for IPR comes from Corridor Vein Center and Corridor Aesthetics, treatment for varicose veins and spider veins, also providing facial rejuvenation services and treatment for moderate to severe acne. More at Corridor Vein and Corridor Aesthetics.com. Today is Friday. It's the 7th of July. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Planned Parenthood officials are urging abortion rights supporters to come to the Iowa Capitol next week to speak out against abortion bans. Governor Kim Reynolds is asking lawmakers to return to Des Moines on Tuesday for a special legislative session to restrict abortion. It's not clear what law they'll pass, but Maisie Stilwell with Planned Parenthood Advocates of Iowa says polling has shown a growing majority of Iowans support legal abortion. We are calling on all Iowans to show up at the Capitol on Tuesday to be contacting their legislators who work for them to be making clear their position on the fact that Iowans are simply not interested in the ways in which politicians are trying to claw their way into the exam room. Planned Parenthood officials say they'll fight any new abortion restrictions in court. The issue could once again end up before the Iowa Supreme Court and could take months to resolve. The number of applications for state-funded education savings accounts is more than double what lawmakers estimated for the first year. IPR's Grant Gerlach has more. A total of 29,025 applications were submitted for ESAs. Each account is worth $7,600 this school year. The applications are under review, but enough have been approved so far to surpass the $107 million that lawmakers budgeted for the program. Any additional costs will come from the state's general fund. But Trish Wilger of the Iowa Alliance for Choice and Education expects there is a limit to the number of new students private schools will accept. There's some schools that are really full in certain parts of the state. Some schools might have a situation where they have a lot of space in certain grades, but not others. According to the governor's office, private schools have reported they have 9,000 open spots. Students approved for state funding are not guaranteed enrollment. Former President Donald Trump campaigns for the Republican presidential nomination with a rally in Council Bluffs today. His trip comes as his former Vice President Mike Pence wraps up several days of campaigning for the nomination in the state. Pence says Iowa caucus goers should remember he had no right to overturn the 2020 election on January 6, 2021. I would say, as I said, at least on one occasion this week here in Iowa, I had no right to overturn the election in 2020. I know by God's grace I did my duty under the Constitution. And uh, President Trump was wrong then, and he's still wrong. Trump will headline his largest Iowa campaign event in nearly four months with a speech to thousands at an arena. A district court judge has sentenced Fairfield teen Willard Miller to life in prison without the possibility of parole after 35 years for killing his Spanish teacher. Miller and his classmate Jeremy Goodale pleaded guilty to beating 66-year-old Spanish teacher Noema Graber to death with a baseball bat in a Fairfield park. Both were 16 at the time of the November 2021 murder. And the Muscatine Chamber of Commerce has denounced an entry that marched in its own parade. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith reports. Leading up the end of the Muscatine 4th of July parade this year was a woman shot in moccasins dressed in the manner of a generalized Native American. Her hands were bound, being pulled behind a horse. Jessica Ingleking is the representation director for Great Plains Action Society, an indigenous-led activist group in Iowa. She said it's a familiar image from the removal of indigenous people. It hurts because this is a real part of our history, our ongoing experience of colonial violence. Um, 
And and when we see that, we we think about that. We think about not only, you know, what happened to our ancestors, but what's happening to our relatives now. Megan Burton, who rode the horse, has waved away criticism, saying both women were of native descent. This is Here First from IPR News. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. The White House has set a goal of reaching a carbon-free grid by 2050. The linchpin to this plan? Tax credits. Lots of them. Last year's Inflation Reduction Act committed over $250 billion in tax credits to jumpstart the country's clean energy transition. Harvest Public Media's Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco has more about how the surge in funding could mainstream carbon capture technology. Walking between two rows of fermentation drums at the Adkins Energy Ethanol Plant in northwest Illinois, Jason Townsend shows me a pipe overhead. And the pipe is, is that one? The... Uh, way up top. Townsend, who's worked at the facility for two decades, tells me it emits something like 175,000 tons of CO2 into the atmosphere a year. Oh, sure, yeah. You see, the, it's running along the catwalk up there in between the two tanks. That pipe connects several fermentation tanks and collects the CO2 produced in the process of making ethanol, a form of alcohol derived primarily from corn that is widely blended into fuel. And very soon, the CO2 coming out of that pipe will be captured, which could help the U.S. hit the Biden administration's goal of net zero. Atkins Energy is in the beginning stages of piloting a new technology that would capture CO2 and turn it into green methanol, a popular biofuel with all kinds of industrial applications. The plant's general manager, Bill Howell, says it's expensive to take this on. And so the question is, how much risk can companies assume in the early stages in order to participate in that developing market. The Inflation Reduction Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, both passed last year, are attempting to answer that question. Together, they're investing hundreds of billions of dollars over the next decade to jumpstart the clean energy transition. Included is a whole set of new and revised tax credits. They're aimed at building infrastructure, like EV charging stations, wind and solar power, and carbon capture. Noah Deitch is a deputy assistant secretary for carbon management at the Department of Energy. They help essentially put the thumb on the scale to make technologies that might be a little bit more expensive, but are zero emissions today. Something that's cost effective here and now. The Inflation Reduction Act also expands uncapped tax credits, like the 45Q which in the past paid $45 per ton of CO2 captured and permanently sequestered underground. The new law almost doubles that and pays even more if gas is removed directly from the air. The lucrative tax credits are already having an effect. Three pipeline projects propose capturing CO2 from dozens of Midwestern ethanol facilities and then transporting and sequestering it under Illinois and North Dakota. The Congressional Budget Office and the Joint Committee on Taxation estimate that carbon capture and sequestration credits will cost the government upwards of $3 billion over the next nine years. However, Neil Moroda, the Assistant Vice President and Policy Advisor at the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, says taxpayers could be on the hook for even more. They're uncapped, so 
the ultimate take up just depends on how much commercial viability and interest there is in trying to pursue carbon capture projects. Maroda co-authored a Brookings Institute report that found that the tax credits could cost somewhere in the ballpark of $100 billion over the next 10 years, or 30 times what the government estimated. And there is concern about whether the money will be well spent. Steve Ellis is the president of Taxpayers for Common Sense. He says an analysis by federal agencies found that 10 companies claimed over a billion dollars in 45Q tax credits previously. And when they did the analysis, they found that $894 million worth of those credits, so almost the entire amount, you know, nearly 90%, did not comply with EPA guidance. The Treasury Department and the IRS are expected to release revised guidance on tax credits later this year. The DOE's Deitch says tax credits may be expensive but they're worth it. The alternative is emissions going into the air, making climate change worse. And that could be even more costly. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco. Aaron Jordan of the Cedar Rapids Gazette contributed to this story. That's as part of a collaboration with the Mississippi River Basin Ag and Water Desk and Harvest Public Media. Of course, Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News. This is Here First from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for listening this week.